Blog Talk Radio. edition Madden Voice tonight, Commissioner T here. Why are we here? Why has the Madden Voice chosen to return tonight? The draft is next week. We'll see you Tuesday night pre-draft show. We'll see you two weeks uh, from tonight post-draft show. We're not here to talk about the NFL draft. And really, although I will make an NFL reference later in the show, we are not even here to talk about the NFL. The Madden Voice, we cover current events. We cover hot topics as it pertains to the NFL, as it pertains to all sports. If it's hot, we feel an obligation to cover it. Why? Because we can. <laughs> um, and actually, this one is not, it's really not a laughing matter. Um, you, of course, by now everyone knows, over the last few days, the NBA has been turned on its ear with um, comments made by Clippers owner Donald Sterling. In case you've been living in a cave or really aren't clear, because I always talked to some people today that were like, yeah, I heard something about it. I didn't know. There were audio comments made by Mr. Sterling. I have those comments. I'm not going to play the whole tape, but I'm going to play some of it right now for you. Donald Sterling, owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Check this out. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, too. I wish I could change the skin. The color of my skin. That is the issue. You missed the issue. What's the issue? The issue is we don't have to broadcast. I'm not broadcasting anything. I don't do anything wrong. Nobody said you did anything wrong. I don't do anything wrong. If we ever have any issues, it's because people call you and tell you things about me that are not true. Why are you broadcasting? I'm not broadcasting anything. pictures with minorities? Why? What's wrong with minorities? What's wrong with black people? Nothing. nothing. What's wrong with these families? It's talking to an enemy. There's nothing wrong with minorities. They're fabulous. Fabulous. Because you're an enemy to me. Why? Because you don't understand I don't understand what. Nothing. Nothing. That racism still is alive? No, but there's a culture. What is culture? People steal certain things. Hispanics steal certain things towards blacks. Blacks steal certain things towards other groups. It's been that way historically, and it will always be that way. But it's not that way in my heart and in my mind. But maybe you want to adjust to the world 
But why? If the world doesn't do anything for me and they don't make me happy. You're right. I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to argue. I can't be racist in my heart. And that's good. I'm living in a culture, and I have to live within the culture. So that's the way it is. That's how I'm, I got it. I got the whole message. You live with your heart. I don't... You're, you're, you can't be flexible. You can't. I am flexible. I understand that that's the way you were raised and that's your culture and I'm respectful. And well, why, why do you have to disrespect them? Those are. Who am I disrespecting? The world before you. Why am I disrespecting them? Well, what, by, by walking, you, know, you perceive as either a Latina or a white girl. Why should you be walking publicly with black people? Why? Is there a benefit to you? Is it a benefit to me? Does it matter if they're white or blue or yellow? I guess that you don't know that. Maybe you're stupid. Maybe you don't know what people think of you. It does matter, yeah. It matters. Do you know that I'm mixed? No, I don't know. You know that I'm mixed. You told me you were going to remove those. You said, yes, I understand you. I mean, you change from day to day. Wow. So painful. Wow. People call you and tell you that I have black people on my Instagram, and it bothers you. Yeah, it bothers me a lot that you want to broadcast that you're associating with black people. You don't have to. You associate with black people. I'm not you, and you're not me. You're supposed to be a delicate white or a delicate Latina girl. I'm a mixed girl. Okay. Well, but we and you're in love with me. And I'm black and Mexican, whether you like it or not, okay. whether the world accepts it or not. And you're asking me to remove something that's part of me and in my bloodstream because the world thinks different of me and you're afraid of what they're going to think because of your upbringing. You want me to have hate? For black people? I don't want you to hate. That's what people do. They turn things around. I want you to love them privately in your whole life. Every day you could be with them. Every single day of your life. But they're not in public? But why publicize it on on the Instagram and why bring it to my games? Why bring the black people to the games? I... I, I really don't want to discuss that anymore. It's over. I don't want to talk about it. I'm sorry that you feel that way. I, I feel that way so strongly, and it may cause our relationship to just break apart. And if it does, it does. It's better to break apart now than to break apart later. I'm sorry that you still have people around you that are full of racism and hate in their heart. I'm sorry that you're still racist in your heart. I'm sorry that you live in a world that's still... How about, the, how about your whole life? Every day. You could do whatever you want. You could sleep with them. You could bring them in. You could do whatever you want. The little I ask you is not to promote it on that and, and not to bring them to my games. I don't bring anyone to the game. Okay, then. There's nothing to argue about. I know. Okay, we've got a big problem here. I, I really don't feel like going anywhere. I don't feel like going to Europe. I don't feel like just going to the whole thing. We can create. You didn't like someone that I was with. I would stop 
seeing that person anymore. I'm sorry, I don't have any more friends. What would you like me to do? Remove the skin color out of my skin? Is that a, a real issue or are you making something up? I mean, I just don't understand what the issue is. There's nothing wrong with you or your skin color. Why are you saying these things? To upset me? Sweetie, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, too. We made a giant mistake, both of us. Everything you say to me is so painful. Do I want you to change the color of your skin? You know how to really hurt somebody. Instead of saying, I I understand. I don't understand how you can have so much hate towards minorities. I don't have any hate. I love them. I cannot understand. Why would you say that? How a person like you who's elevated, who's here, still feels above the world, and you can't even be seen with someone in which is considered of a different skin color. They can be with me all day long and all night long. I can't believe that a man who's educated, a man who's a scholar, a man who's... Well, believe it and stop talking about it. Let's finish our discussion with a period, okay? You're not making any good points. You can't believe this man. You're That's all I am. I'm not a good person in your eyes. If I was a good person, you, would say, you wouldn't say, I can't believe this. I can't believe that. What am I but you're all lies. I love this. Look at all this negativity I, coming from There's me. no negativity. I love everybody. I'm just saying, and you're allowed to Instagram. You don't have to have yourself with walking with black people. You don't have to. If you want to, do it. If it's white people, it's okay? If it was Larry Bird, would it have made a difference? You're just a big fighter. I can see. Who would want to live with a woman like you? Who would want to live with a woman? All you ever wanted to do was fight. You're a born fighter. I'm sorry that you're mad. You're in the worst mouth. Why are you so angry, honey? What's wrong? Well, why would you bring up Larry Bird? What has he got to do with it? You can walk all night long with your sisters or your family. I, I saw someone I admire. I admire Magic Johnson. Okay, good. I'm but, sorry. Okay. He's made a lot of changes for his community, for the world, for the people, for the minorities. He's helped a lot of people. Why are you forcing this down my throat? I'm finished talking to you. I have nothing more to say. And I took a picture with someone I admire. Good. And he happens to be black, and I'm sorry. I, I think it's nice that you admire him. I know him well, and he should be admired. And I'm just saying that it's too bad you can't admire him privately. And, and during your entire life, your whole life, admire him. Bring him here. Feed him. him. I don't care. You can do anything. But don't put him on an Instagram for the world has to see, so they have to call me. And don't bring him into my games, okay? I don't, I've never brought, I don't know him personally. Please leave me alone. Please, please. I'm sorry. Is there anything that I can do to make you feel better? No, you could never make me feel better. You're just a fighter, you are.
Well, I know I said I wasn't going to play the whole thing. Um, I found myself engrossed, as I'm sure you were. Um, there's actually a few more minutes. I got one clip that was about nine and a half minutes. There's actually about 15 minutes of audio, but I think you get the gist. And now quickly, and I see a lot of people tuning in. I appreciate it, and I see a couple of my co-hosts. Bring everybody online momentarily. Just hang in with me for a minute. Now we had uh, Commissioner, and I still want to say Stern, David Stern's. You know, it's kind of like, you know, he's been my commissioner. He's commissioner of NBA since I was a teenager, and he's gone now. Uh, Adam Silver, who certainly – um, I won't forget his name, Commissioner St- Silver, and his press conference. So this was in three days. I want to remind everyone listening, three days later, the NBA, and this is, this is what was discussed at the press conference. Check it out. Here, here he is. Let's take a listen. Uh, thank you all for being here. Apologize for starting a little bit late. Shortly after the release of an audio, audio recording this past Saturday morning, of a conversation that allegedly included Clippers owner Donald Sterling, the NBA commenced an investigation, which among other things included an interview of Mr. Sterling. That investigation is now complete. The central findings of the investigation are that the man whose voice is heard on the recording and on a second recording from the same, from the same conversation that was released on Sunday is Mr. Sterling and that the hateful opinions voiced by that man are those of Mr. Sterling. The views expressed by Mr. Sterling are deeply offensive and harmful. That they came from an NBA owner only heightens the damage and my personal outrage. Sentiments of this kind are contrary to the principles of inclusion and respect that form the foundation of our diverse, multicultural, and multi-ethnic league. I am personally distraught that the views expressed by Mr. Sterling came from within an institution that that has historically taken such a leadership role in matters of race relations and cause current and former players, coaches, fans, and partners of the NBA to question their very association with the league. To them, and pioneers of the game like Earl Lloyd, Chuck Cooper, Sweetwater Clifton, the great Bill Russell, and particularly Magic Johnson, I apologize. Accordingly, effective immediately, I am banning Mr. Sterling for life from any association with the Clippers organization or the NBA. Mr. Sterling may not attend any NBA games or practices He may not be present at any Clippers facility and he may not participate in any business or player personnel decisions involving the team. He will also be barred from attending NBA Board of Governors meetings or participating in any other league activity. I am also finding Mr. Sterling 
$2.5 million, the maximum amount allowed under the NBA Constitution. These funds will be donated to organizations dedicated to anti-discrimination and tolerance efforts that will be jointly selected by the NBA and its Players Association. As for Mr. Sterling's ownership interest in the Clippers, I will urge the Board of Governors to exercise its authority to force a sale of the team and will do everything in my power to ensure that that happens. This has been a painful moment for all members of the NBA family. I appreciate the support and understanding of our players during this process. And I am particularly grateful for the leadership shown by Coach Doc Rivers, Union President Chris Paul, and Mayor Ke Kevin Johnson of Sacramento, who has been acting as the player's representative in this matter. We stand together in condemning Mr. Sterling's views. They simply have no place in the NBA. Thank you, and I'll take any questions. Thank you. And I'll take any questions. That was Adam Silver, Commissioner. Last thing I'll say before I bring in my co-host, we can toss this around a bit, is there is a documented pattern of this behavior. Um, and, and so as we, as we look at Clippers owner Donald Sterling's penalty, let us not remember that it is likely that the penalty is not just for the audio tape. There is a documented history of racism from this man. With that said, let me bring in uh, no fancy intros tonight. We're getting right to business. Let me bring in, let me see if I can unmute. Dr. Train, are you here on the Madden Voice? What up, T? What up, what up? Brother Jay, are you here on the Madden Voice? I am here. What's going on, brother? What's going on, Doc? What's up, little big brother Jay? All right, next week we'll be hit back doing a draft show the next two weeks, and we can get all funky and fancy, talk NFL, talk NFL draft, and, you know, have, some, have a good time. Tonight I want to address, because this is bigger than NFL, NBA. This is society, and this is major. This is sports. This is, this, this is unprecedented in the NBA, and this is huge. This is huge. The guy was fined $2.7, I'm sorry, $2.5 million. He is banned from all NBA activities, and they are going to do everything in the power to get this man to sell his team. Jay, let me start with you. When you first heard all of the allegations and now the penalty, what are your thoughts on Donald Sterling? Uh, penalty fit the crime, too stiff, should have been worse. What do you think? No, I think it definitely fit the crime of anything. Uh, whatever else they can levy against him, I would go ahead and go for it. When this story broke, I knew Sterling as what, what a lot of folks would say is a very cheap owner. Now I can see why uh, they labeled him cheap back in the day, and now I can see why with all these other uh, the areas of, of concern coming up from prior transgressions of his, I can understand why Silver had to take this uh, type of action. And it was, it was necessary, and I will say it was very swift, and I'm glad it was swift. The only downside I, that I have to do is 
I usually had to come out a whole lot sooner. Why it took all the time to get out, shame on the NBA for that. But I am glad that the resolution is swift and that they're going to try and get him out of there as soon as possible. Train, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, I think the lifetime ban was huge. You know, that's, that's totally different from him saying, him coming up and saying, well, he's banned indefinitely. No, this is, this is, this is, this is bad. That's as bad as you can get at a lifetime ban. And uh, I really don't care about the $2.5 million, but I look forward to seeing them uh, trying to find a way to get him to sell his team. Well, what I heard is that if, you know, when you join, uh, when you buy a team, three-quarters of the owners have to vote to approve the sale. So if Terry Floyd wanted to go buy the Clippers, three-fourths of the owners would have to vote and approve that Terry Floyd can buy the Clippers. It is pretty much the same process if you want someone to divest their interests, their ownership interests. Um, if three-fourths of the owners, according to the NBA Constitution, say, we want you out, then you are forced to sell your team. It is, it is, a, it is a privilege, not a right. That's my understanding. Um, now, obviously, you know, this is a billionaire. This is a guy who, who also is, a, is an attorney and was a practicing attorney for a long time. So, and the word is that he's not going to take the punishment lying down. Um, that he will fight, that he loves to go to court, and, and he's, he's going to fight. So it, it is going to be interesting how this plays out. But I will tell you this, um, if all the NBA owners vote for this guy to sell a team, he will, he will lose his team. <laughs> he will lose his team. Um, you know, he's not going to be able to keep the team if the NBA doesn't allow it. And that's just not going to happen. I will refer to Marge Schott of the uh, Cincinnati Reds. Uh, not not too dissimilar of a situation, and she was forced mm-hmm. to sell her ownership. Um, you know, and that was a name I completely forgot about when it was probably about thirty years ago. But so, oh yeah, he's not going to keep his team. Um, but let me let me let me just back up and let me just say this. And I've been wanting to say this for three days. Um, why is everybody surprised? Why 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 is society acting like? This is the exception and not the norm. Why are people sitting back and saying, oh, my God, I had no idea? And I'm not talking specifically about Donald Sterling right now. What I am saying is, ladies and gentlemen, people out there listening, is unfortunately there's much more of that than you are aware of. Those, account, those comments that you heard him say are being said every day in people's houses. Every day people come home from work and talking about the black people or the Puerto Rican people. Or, or that they, and they don't, even, they don't even think they're being racist, but they are. It, 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 is, it is entrenched into our society. Outrage to me is ridiculous. I wasn't surprised even one little bit. Not even one little bit. And... The fact that people are surprised shows a naivety that I didn't expect. That's our society. I mean, look at our president and all the slack that he gets being a president. And people are still asking for him to show his birth certificate. The guy was born in Hawaii. They're still questioning his citizenship because his name is Barack Obama. And Obama sounds like Osama. So there's a problem there. And we won't even get into what the Republicans have done. We won't even go there. 
but and it's all because he's a black president. This is what happens in this country. And the day and if we don't wake up and realize that there are parts of this country where color and race don't even matter. People are just people, and they just living. They don't care. You put 25 three-year-old kids in a room together, they're going to play. They're going to have a good time. They're not even going to see skin color. Mm-hmm. But you take the adults, and you have a different ball game. This is normal is what I'm saying. So I don't want to hear people, I'm outraged. I can't believe. No, this happens every day. There's no one with a hidden video camera or audio device recording it and putting it on Deadspin.com or TMZ.com. No one's uploading every comment to YouTube. But this is common, people. So save the drama. You don't have enough flies on the wall. (laughs) But that's the point. Save the drama. This is what we go through. This is what, and, and, and frankly, and I wish K-Star was here because I, I think K-Star would agree with us, but you have three black men hosting this show right now. This is what we live. And I don't want pity. I just want you all to get it. That's all. I don't want your pity. I just want you to understand that that's the norm. You know, this guy is a billionaire, and you see the influence he has, and that's mm-hmm. his opinion about black people. Go ahead, Trey. Yeah, I was going to share a story with you real quick. At work, you know, the day that it came out was that Monday, you know, yesterday. Um, this is the first take, and I kind of got it on. I'm working in this little small room, me and like, you know, four or five other people. And, you know, I'm the only black person in there. But the lady that sits next to me, she's white, and um, I'm listening to it and listening to it, and we're kind of discussing at the same time. So as she gets up to get ready to leave the room, she tells me, oh, don't keep listening to that. You're going to do it make yourself angry. I just looked at her like, and then my first thought, are you saying that because I'm black? Like, I'm not, I'm good. I just need to know this. That's all. I never heard of this owner. I don't even, I didn't know who the owner was for the Clippers until this came out. I'm not outraged. I'm not going to tear up the room, but I need to be in the know. If this would happen, I want to know what's going on. It's just strange that her statement is like, Oh, don't 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 listen to it because you remember get yourself upset. And I knew that statement was coming just because mm-hmm. I was black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like don't I like and, and the first thing I said is racism exists. I know it exists. I'm good. But see, and that's and that's and that's the fear is that. Black people, you know, that we don't know how to act, and we're going to hear something like this and go postal, right? We're going to go out there and, you know, start rioting and start shooting people over this. You know, we're not educated. You know, we, you know we're, not, we, we're not sophisticated, and so there's a the, there's the fear of that. You should see when I'm at work, and I pray to God none of my colleagues are, on, uh, are listening in right now, but you should see when I'm at work and people want to start talking about Obama, they bite their tongue when I'm sitting there. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Say whatever you want to say about it. I might agree with you. I, I don't agree right. with him blindly because I'm a black man. He, he's got policies that I don't that I don't co-sign. So, but but they tiptoe, you know, because there's a black man at the table. Why? I'm a man, <laughs> you know. What, what, when, when are we going to get past the categorization of having to, you know, because you're black, that means less of something. I I have every bit of of education and knowledge and intelligence anyone else does, and yet you have a fear of me? You think I'm going to do something to you? Perpetuating this image? You know, I I don't get it. I don't get it. And that's what we are faced with as African Americans and as minorities in this country. And 
you know, you know, I, I remember I remember one of the reasons I got out of the Madden scene was because I had these teenage boys talking to me like I was their equal. And I knew one of the problems was a lot of these teenage boys were Caucasian and I was African-American and they didn't want to listen to me. And they go home and have their parents say they shouldn't have to listen to me. This is what we deal with every day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I don't mean to get on my soapbox, but it's the reality of it. I don't want to hear anybody saying it's better. We got a black president. No, it's not better. No, it's not. As Train say, I want to be in all the other households, you know, and hear things that I can't hear now because people wait until they get home and then the true colors come out. And this is what happened. This guy is a billionaire. Billion. Okay? And all the power he wields and he's sitting over there getting mad because his girlfriend had a picture on Instagram with Magic Johnson. Why do you have to take a public picture with Magic Johnson? Wait a minute. Magic Johnson is one of the best players of all time, Hall of Famer, damn near a billionaire himself, and she takes a picture because she admires him for everything he's accomplished on and off the court, and all you see is, um, all you see is a picture with a black man. That's all you see. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame. That's what it is in the moment. We start to use our ears instead of our eyes. That's the only time things are going to be different. I agree with that. I agree with that. Now I, I got Now, now I have to take, bring up something that I am concerned about. And uh, Train, I'll start with you first, and then Jay, I want your thoughts. But the one problem I have in all of this is, and and you know, I'm just going to put it out there. This was a private conversation in his house. This wasn't a blog. This wasn't, um, you know, in the arena during a game. This was a private conversation in this man's house that is causing all of this commotion. Something about that, as egregious as these comments were, as racist as they were, as ugly as they were, they were still in the privacy of his home, of his own home. Help me here. I, I'm having a hard time com, uh, digesting that a man in his own home can't say and feel whatever he wants in the privacy of his own, own home to someone who supposedly loved him that he was involved with. Help me, help me, Trent. Well, T, uh, uh, in short, I don't care that it was in the privacy of his own home. It's real talk. Secondly, he's also cheating on his wife. So dirt begets dirt, uh, to be more to be blunt about it. So to trust someone that you are cheating on your wife with is oxymoron maybe, what's the word I'm looking for? It just doesn't make sense to me. Uh so in a nutshell, no, I don't care and sometimes this is what it takes for something to come to life for some people. You know, uh, things are, are uncovered by, things have been uncovered by deceit throughout history. For yeah, in your own home, though, in your own home, don't, now, should I, you have the right of privacy mm-hmm. and sanctity in your place of, that's your house. Where you live, that's you. If you want to call if me. It, huh? If it was his son, if it was his son, or maybe his wife, Maybe I would feel it. 
but it's your mistress. You, you, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, you're I mean, already I, doing I, dirt, and you're already doing dirt, and then the dirt about you comes out. Well, from someone who in, was in a, a sense, part- you deserve it. Well, but from someone who was a party to the dirt, so I'm wondering her motivation. I mean, she knew what she was doing, and she she yeah. certainly um, was not short on getting gifts of luxury from this man. I mean, let's not paint her out to be the savior because she runs and repents. Oh, no, no, absolutely not. But go ahead. No, but she she um, she sold the art. Uh, she taped it and then sold it. And I'm hearing, I don't think the whole story is out yet, which is why I always like to wait. But I'm hearing that she was also hired or being asked to be some kind of archivist. And I'm waiting to hear the details on that. Because in that case, then I retract my question. Because now you know you're being recorded. You know you're... Um, you know, I you know that your 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 words are being recorded, and you're asking this person to record you. So, but that's where I'm confused. On Jay, Jay, you got any thoughts on this? Well, I mean, let's take a step back. It, it's not just the audio message that we're up in arms about. That just happened to be the straw that broke the camel's back. This thing has been going on for years. I mean, but decades. Jay, let me, but Jay, let me interrupt yeah. you. That's not what Adam Silver said. When Adam Silver was asked at the press conference, specifically, is this ruling based on a, a pattern or based on the audio? He said the audio. When they said, why wasn't this done previously? He said, Elgin Baylor had a complaint. It went through due process. Elgin Baylor didn't win. There was another issue. It went through our due process. He didn't win. We, we dealt with it then. It went through due process. This is based on the audio tape. So I thought what you thought, that this was a, a, a culmination of events, and now we have this massive ruling because of 30 years of, and I went through and read, and I'll, I'll just share one. I'll give you the floor back in a second. But I'll share one that caught my attention uh, because of the line of work that I'm in. He was uh, sued for $2.75 million. He ended up paying to the Department of Justice for housing discrimination. Let me just tell everybody something. And it was the largest case of discrimination uh, at that time ever settled, okay? He settled it. But let me, let me, and this had to do with Koreans and some of the things he said. But let me just, real quick, I, I want everybody to understand that how I was in the field of housing discrimination for a while, and they do testing when you get a complaint, and they send people out, and... Um, Cases are usually three or four digits based on damages, $500,000 in damage, somebody's security deposit, maybe a few months' rent. You know, that's, that's damages when you find out that there's housing discrimination. For this man to settle for $2.7 million is huge. It is multiple, 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 multiple victims. And yet that was not enough for the MPA to act. So, Jay, I'm sorry, I had to clarify that. Go ahead. Well, I mean, you, you, you stole some of my thunder. You actually stole a lot of it because that's what I was referring to. And as far as Silver's comments about it having to do with the audio plan, please, I don't buy that for one minute. They don't want to get their hands dirty, and they're trying to break away from what happened in the past and just focus on what happened currently. That's why I said in the opening of this show, even though I'm happy with everything, I still had to say shame on the NBA for allowing it to be this long. 
because this should have been done a long time ago. This just so happened to be the straw that broke the camel's back. And as far as this lady goes, I, I don't care about her. I don't care about it's not To me, it's not about her because all this stuff is a culmination to what happened with that audio tape. And the fact that she had to be the one person with the record button, good for her. But as far as this audio being the only thing that got him kicked out of the NBA, sorry, don't buy it. If that's the spin that Silver wants to put on it, God bless him. Fine with it. Go ahead. But I think everybody that has knowledge of this whole case and what's going on knows it's much deeper than that. This dude had to go, period. And it's been a long time coming. So as far as the privacy in your own home and this and that, so what? This dude has a history. He has a history of being a bigot, a racist, and, and just a demonic figure in the public eye. And it's about time he got what he got. Like, like the Rock has always said, you live by the dirt, you die by the shovel. And he got it. Mm. I will just say I'm not sure that I agree. I, I, I think the fact that they acted so quickly means that that audio tape, I mean, I, I really do believe Adam Silver. And, and let me just take a minute and just say this. And Jay, you might be right. I'm just saying I, I think it was the audio tape, but you might be right. You you might be right. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to dis- I'm not going to dismiss you. You're entitled to your opinion and how you feel. Yeah. I mean, I don't obviously yeah. that that's how you feel. I don't have any problem with it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. This was a long time coming. Absolutely. Um, but let me let me also say this. Um, congratulations, Adam Silver, because yeah. you're on the job for three months and get faced with arguably the biggest scandal in NBA history. And handled it like a freaking pro. I could tell he was nervous. But he handled it like a pro. First of all, swift, decisive verdict. Handled in three days. Second of all, um, no long, drawn out, I want to hear myself talk press conference. Short answers. And if you didn't know, he said it. He didn't feel a need to have a soliloquy like David Stern used to have, and, and be the politician. Straight and to the point. Apologize to some of the legends of the game, including Magic Johnson. I think Adam Silver handled that better than David Stern on his best day. And I had a lot of respect for David Stern, but it's a new day in the NBA. And he sends a message to other NBA owners, uh, watch yourself, because I'm, I'm, I'm here for real. I'm here for real. You're messing with my product. We're number two behind football, and we're trying to close the gap, and this ain't going to help us. So hats off to Adam, Adam Silver. Um, Train, I'm going to ask you a question about Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban's an NBA owner, billionaire, entrepreneur. Cuban came on and said that while he didn't agree with um, Sterling's comments, he felt that it was a slippery slope when you're going to penalize someone for comments they say in their own home. And we could be setting a dangerous precedent. He said this prior to the ruling. The ruling came mm-hmm. out, and within minutes, the guy was still talking, and Cuban tweeted that he 100% agreed with Silver's ruling. 100%. Mm-hmm. Smart Cuban being two faced. No, I think the other thing that was failed to mention in, in, in with his comments is that he also mentioned that we don't want to take any actions that's outside of the rules that are set. 
That's the West. That's the what? That's the one thing Cuban said when he made his original comments before the press conference. He said, you know, be careful that we don't make any decisions outside of the rules and bylaws that we've set for ourselves as owners uh, when dealing with someone who has made these comments, who supposedly had was making these comments in private. I get that within context. Okay. I, my first thought was he was being phony, but okay. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, Jay, uh, you, like myself, are a huge Michael Jordan fan. Uh, I believe you even have a tattoo, bum, of uh, the jump man. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that hurts. He got, uh, you got a, he got the tattoo of the jump man on his shoulders. Nice, too. Um Jordan, Magic, LeBron, to me, were on the same page on the same team, which if you had those three guys on any team in their prime, they're never losing a game. <laughs> they're never losing a game. I don't, give, I don't care who you put on the other team. Those three guys in their prime on the same team are never losing a game. They will not lose a game um, if they're all on the floor. But nevertheless, they were on the same page. Your thoughts on Michael Jordan and his comments as a now NBA owner and former player, your thoughts? Well, I think his comments were right on point because if anybody can appreciate the magnitude of it, it would be Michael. I mean, you're talking about uh, arguably the, the best player of all time, and now he's an owner of an NBA franchise. And like we've said before, there's only 30 NBA teams out there. So you're talking about an exclusive group of individuals. So, yeah, the comments that, that Michael had, they're on point. And, and like you said, the fact that LeBron and Magic all feel the same way, they all need to be on the same page. And I think this is easily one, one topic that everyone unified. Um, Train, anything? Uh, uh, you know, you're a Chicago sports fan. Um, your thoughts on Michael Jordan's comments? I, I, I just like the fact that Jordan came out immediately before hearing anything. And, and that, that, that just needed to happen just, just for the representation of, 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 of black people and black owners, NBA owners. That just needed to happen. And he did it immediately without hesitation. Um, cosign. And, and I think that's where I was going. Um, you know, Michael as a player kind of sidestepped a lot of issues. Never really – he always had the mantle of being the best in the league, but was never – when it came to issues where you thought he should have a position or take a stand, he never really did as a player. He never really did. And I always thought that, you know, Tiger Woods gets the same, especially when it comes to race relations, that kind of stuff, Tiger Woods gets the same rap. You know, you're – you know, Michael was, you know, the most popular – athlete on the planet five years after he retired, you know, and, and to see him finally as an NBA owner come out and not just make a comment, but a definitive, you know, right to the point, completely blasting this fellow owner. Um, I was very proud of Michael. I just wish we'd had a little bit of that when he was a player because he had that kind of power in and he kind of didn't use it. But, hey, I'm glad that he spoke out. Of course, we knew Magic was going to say something. Um, and I'm glad LeBron, I'm glad many of the players stood up and, and said something. Um, the only thing I'm a little disappointed, and maybe in the last few hours there's been more of it, I, I want to see 
the white owners in the NBA speak out against this guy. You know, I, and I'm waiting to hear that because the only one that I heard so far was Cuban. And again, that's been ours, so maybe others have come out. But, you know, I want to hear them speak out and say, yes, I protest. He should not. Yes, he needs to go. That's, that's what we need to see now. If, if this thing is going to heal, then that's the next step to me is for the owners to come out and make statements to, to condemn this guy, every one of them. All 27 that are left or whatever need to have statements. And maybe, that, maybe that's happening as we speak. Um, stay tuned. Um, Train, let me ask you this, and then Jay, I'm going to ask you both. Um, so let's assume Sterling fights it, as most people says, and this thing's going to get dragged out in court for months. Um, we're, in the, we're in the basketball season now. Clippers are in the playoffs. Um, we have, and basketball has a short off season, you know. They'll be back in uh, training camp, you know, end of September, uh, beginning of October, and back on the court in November. So it is likely that if Sterling fights it, he may still be the owner of the team come the next basketball season. If you're – now, Doc Rivers has already gone on record to say, after the playoffs are done, I will not coach for that man again. So Doc Rivers has already answered the question of will he come back in the fall and coach if this guy's still the owner. And he's already said, no, I will not. But if you're a player, if you're Chris Paul, if you're, um, you know, like um, Blake Griffin, I mean, what do you do? Train, what would you do? Um, to be honest, man, that's a tough one. Basically, you're asking me, you know, if I found out, the owner of the company I'm working for with the races, you know, do I leave? Well, in my situation, it's a little different. I'm not under contract. So, yeah, I can start looking for another job. If I'm not about to immediately quit, I think that that doesn't make sense, You're quitting something that you love to do. But uh, I think for the players, they're going to need a lot of support from the NBA on what action they can take in this situation. It's uh, it's tough, you you know, to just to just up and you know, none of them just want to just stop playing and just you know boycott or whatnot. But I think you need the support of the NBA as well as other NBA teams. Like it's not just what the Clippers will do. What will the other NBA teams do if this guy's still the owner? What will the other NBA players do if this guy's still the owner of the Clippers? Uh, it was it was. Funny, you know, Mark Jackson made the statement that, yeah, I wouldn't have, our team wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't have played. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, it, it seems easy to say that when it's not your owner that came out with the comments. Why didn't you just say the Golden State just wouldn't show up at the game? Stand up for the Clippers even though you're not in the Clippers' position. You're making a statement, but you're not in their position. I think it's easy for people to make statements when they're, when they're not in their position, but it's very difficult to decide what they may do if this guy's still on. Would you play or would you not? Um, man. I, I honestly can't say. Okay. Okay. I, I honestly can't say. JB, your thoughts? Um, my thoughts are a lot in line with, with Train's thoughts. Um, you know, before I would be able to make a decision, I'd want to at least reach out 
to the rest of my brethren in the league to see what they would do or what their thoughts were. There's rumors going about that if Silver didn't come down on Sterling as hard as he did, that they were going to boycott all the games tonight. And I think that that feeling, that 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 idea should resonate even into the regular season. So uh, it's a tough one, and I feel what Trini saying. I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could represent my city, my team, knowing that I, I play under and on. I don't play for him, but I play under him. And I'm not sure if I could do that. You know, I think now if I were to go to work and find out that the the owner of my company or the president of my company had those thoughts, I, I'm not sure how I would feel. I would probably try and look for a job elsewhere because those kinds of thoughts and that kind of mentality trickles down and it starts from the top and it comes down. So I don't know where it happen. I wouldn't want any part of that. It, it's a difficult question. It's a good question, but I, I, I could certainly understand if folks didn't want to play and, and I would have to side with them because that's, that's, it's hard to put that uniform on knowing who writes the checks and how they truly feel about you. That's tough. Um, I wouldn't play, but I would talk to my teammates first because I don't care about the rest of the NBA. Um, at that moment, I'm sorry, fans, this is, a, this is, this is not about you. Um, you've got to make your own decision on whether you support the franchise or not. And I respect whether you do or don't, but if November comes around and this guy's still the owner, I'm making him money. I'm not playing. Now, I, I will only say I'll talk to my teammates, and my teammates' opinions matter because I feel that we should be unified, just as they were unified when they threw their jerseys or their warm-up gear in the center of the court and turned their uh, practice jerseys inside out. Um, I, think, I, think, I, I think that I'm going to talk to them, and I'd prefer us to be unified, but everyone's not Chris Paul or Blake Griffin. You know, the, the guy that's 10, 11, 12 may not be in a position to say I'm not playing, and I have to respect that. But me personally, at the end of the day, I'm not playing for this guy. I'm going to the commissioner's office, and I'm saying, you give me something to believe that this guy's actually not going to own this team or get me out of my contract. I'm not playing for this guy. Every second on the court, I, am, I finished out the last season because I made a commitment based on what I knew during the season. But now I know it, we're in a new season, hell no. I can't do it. My, my integrity and my morals are more to me than the paycheck and making the fans happy. I'm not worried about the fans. We'll fix that later. We'll fix that. When this guy's not the owner, the fans will come back. L.A. is a huge sports market, as everybody knows, right? They got two basketball teams. I mean, you know, playing the same arena. It's a huge market. I ain't worried about the fans. They'll be back. But I got to get up in the morning, and I got to explain to my kids, because it's all over the news now. So now I got to explain to my kids why it's okay for me to go and represent this team that's owned by a bigot. I can't do it. Can't, I can't do it. Hey, that reminds me of, uh, hold on, I got a quote for you. I got go a ahead, quote for you. I got a go quote ahead. for you. Please you do know it. what's coming. You know what's coming. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, oh, man, I got to find it. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? 
I got a good one. It's coming. Hang in there, guys. About to have a come on man moment. Oh, man. You know, this is what happens when you haven't hosted in a while, and then you're looking for, you're looking for, um, hold on, hold on. You're looking for, uh, here it goes, here it goes. No, no, no. You, you don't want me to go much further. Go right ahead. Ask your question. Vernon, Vernon just, uh, it was something that I told everybody at the very beginning of the week. I will not tolerate um, players that think it's about them when it's about the team. And um, we, cannot make, we cannot make decisions that cost the team and then come off the sideline and it's nonchalant. No. You know what? I, I, this is how I believe, okay? I'm from the old school. I believe this. I would rather play with ten people and just get penalized all the way until we got to do something else rather than play with 11 when I know that right now that person is not sold out to be a part of this team. It is more about them than it is about the team. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it. I That's the line I wanted right there. Jay, did you know that was coming? Yes, I did, and I was praying you were going to find it. <laughs> Can't do it. I couldn't do it, guys. I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. I could not physically get myself on that court to do it. Unless I'm 10th, 11th guy, and i got to feed my family, and I don't have options, then I'm going to play. But if I'm Chris Paul or I'm Blake Griffin, and i got $50 million in the bank, I'm not going out there. I'm not going out there. Let me bring on our good friend, Saint. Saint, welcome to the Madden Voice. Man, how's it going, fellas? I miss you guys. <laughs> Good to be back. How's it going, thanks? Man, everything's wonderful, man. I've been <laughs> been following this thing, man, been ready to speak on it. And um, although I do agree, uh, I respect, uh, especially the last question you just asked, would you play? I respect your views on it. But this is what I've been waiting for, one person. I ain't heard nobody come out, <clears throat> especially as a black man, I said, with more of a Christian view to it. This is what I would do. I was expecting somebody to say, listen, this what this man's private opinion was, he spoke it privately, I forgive him, I love him, and, you know, I'm not going to speak ill against him. You know, probably who knows how many other owners feel the same exact way. And what he expressed was in a private setting, and, you know, I mean, even if you went somewhere else, you could be playing for somebody who feels the same way. I love them. I forgive them. You know, I would, I, me personally, this is what I would do. I would still play for them. I would pray for them. And, and hopefully, you know, if he sees somebody who would, who would love him in spite of how he feels, maybe he would change his views. And if he doesn't, that's on him. But, man, I just was hoping somebody could say, listen, in spite of how he feels, even though and he expressed them in a private setting, which I, if, if you feel some kind of way about that, T, I think we, we 100% agree on that. Because any one of us on this phone has had a private conversation with somebody privately that they did not want the whole world to know about. And then the whole world hears it. Now the whole world got a different judgment on you. I was hoping somebody would just say, listen, what he said was privately, I forgive him, I love him, 
I'm ready to move on. You know, as long as he doesn't, you know, pay me, you know, pay me how I'm, how I'm supposed to be paid, you know, if the business is right, then I'll play for him because I forgive him. And, I, and it's not something that I, I haven't, you know, as, as a black man, it's not something that you really don't just not expect from older white males anyway. They probably feel like that internally anyway. Well, let me oh, just so say this somebody, thing. You know, let, let, let me just say this thing real quick. Number one, he's 80 years old. He ain't going to change. Okay, number one. Number two, he number could. two, I, I, he's 80 years old. He ain't going to change. I'm sorry. Okay. Number two, I, I completely respect your position. I completely respect your Christian point of view. I completely respect your character in looking at it that way. But just remember this one thing. Even the devil was thrown out of heaven. Okay? Go ahead, Train. No, I was going to say, you know, it's interesting that you bring up the, the Christian view of it. And it's still, that plays also to my point. You also talk to, talking about a man who was cheating on his wife. So absolutely, he was already doing, and and you know, not so. You know, yeah, he was in the privacy of his own home, but as a Christian, who else is watching us? God watches everything we do. He knows everything we do. So at some point, if you are doing dirt, eventually, it's going to come to light some kind of way. It always no, I does. Agree. I agree with you. I, and I, I it always I, has been no. that way. So, but if he was know, just cheating, nobody's gonna say, "Okay, I'm not gonna play. I'm not gonna play for you because you, you cheat on your wife." You no, know, when you, you don't, personally no, that's with not, people, that's, it's his his feelings. That's, that's not my that's people. not my point. I'm I'm not I'm not making the point. I'm not making the point that they play from whether he cheats on you know, about him cheating on his wife. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, you're doing you're already doing something that, as a Christian, you shouldn't be doing. You know, if we're taking the Christian point of view, as a Christian, you marry your wife. That's it. That is the woman for you. Absolutely. You outside of that is is infidelity. It's not what God intended. So, if you're taking, if you're going to take, if you're going to take a Christian point of view going on in, then you should you should also have from a Christian point of view the understanding of what has happened to him. Oh uh, no! What if I'm saying, do I'm saying dirt, dirt, he... comes, dirt comes to light. And uh, let me finish. Now, on the other right. side of it, you say. You're saying forgive, move on. I'm already past that, you know, and, and I think others will also, and it's just taken from the Christian point of view. When we started out the show, uh, T first said, this is, not, this is not brand new. Racism exists. Exactly. We know it exists. It just got brought to light by one person, you know, for, for one person. So, you know, we can, we can forgive them. But let's not forget it. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it's just a subtle reminder. Let me ask this question. In that case, if this is not a big deal, this is something that all three of us probably can expect, or it shouldn't be a big deal from some 80-year-old billionaire who's a white man, then why is it a big deal? Why couldn't you play for him if the business aspect of it was right? Why is it a huge deal? Because he has these personal feelings about black people. I could see if he was just throwing it out there to everybody and saying, you know, I hate I, niggas and this and that. I, I, I believe that's a little I heard him say it now, though. I heard it. I heard it, though, now. And, and as far as the forgiving goes, in order to be forgived in many cases, he needs to do something. 
He hadn't done anything yet. So it's real early. It's real early to be looking at forgiveness. This man got to repent. This man got to step up and own up to what he did, what he said. And not just this, but 30 years of documented racism towards low-income and minorities. He needs to show some remorse. Show me some remorse, then we can talk about forgiveness. Then we can talk about, I'll give you that loving hug and say, okay, brother, I forgive you. But right now, you act like you're doing me a favor, paying me a salary to play basketball and earn you hundreds of millions of dollars. You acted like it, 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 it scars you for this woman that you are cheating on with to be seen with a black person. And why you got to bring them around? And, and then me being a black person, now I'm going to go play basketball for you? I'm going to promote your cause? I'm helping you? Oh, no. Absolutely not. It ain't happening. He tried to call Doc Rivers and speak to him. Doc said, I ain't talking to him. I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> See that? And, and, and people have to handle it like that. And I was just hoping that somebody, this is why I say you have to, well, not you or anybody has to do this. This is why, as a Christian, you do forgive up front. Let me just explain that's this real quick. That's your definition of Christianity. I know let others me, that... Okay. Don't, don't necessarily agree with that, but go ahead. Well, let me explain why. It's because this is the same way we got forgiven up front. Our debt was paid for by the blood of Christ up front before we apologized. As the Bible says, while we was yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He showed us love first, and that's the same love we're supposed to love. And we strive to be that, but we, we are not Christ, and we will be human. And we and being human, I was supposed to one person. I didn't uh, see one person say, man, I love them, I forgive them, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to hold Thank that against you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you, I Listen, I respect your views. I, expect, I respect your views, but you've got to come to reality, man. This is, real, this is real hurt you're talking about here. You're expecting people who have been hurt and damaged to then just, you know, within a day or two to turn around and say, I forgive them. This is hurt. But you play, my, but you that goes your heart back to what you said earlier. It, does it really hurt that bad that we're hearing this yeah. man say this? No, I, say, I didn't say it didn't hurt. I didn't say, no, I didn't say it didn't hurt. I said, why are we surprised? That's what I said. I didn't say it doesn't hurt. There's, there's absolutely nothing in my tone that would suggest that we should be numbed to the pain of racism. You know, not at all. I've dated a number of white women in my life, a number of them. And any time I've met a family or friend that gave me the look like, oh, he's black, it hurt me. It doesn't feel good. It is very uncomfortable. I don't like it, but I'm not surprised. I understand that, but did, did this man's words, did it hurt you? It offended me greatly. It didn't hurt me. I don't okay. play basketball for him. I'm not a part of the NBA family. So it offended me as a black man, as an African-American man, his words offended me. But his words can't hurt me because I don't have any relationship with this man. But Chris Paul does. Blake Griffin does. You know, um, Doc Rivers does. Magic Johnson does on, a, on, a, on another level. Michael Jordan does as a fellow owner. So there are plenty of players in the NBA family that were hurt by this man, 80 years old, the longest tenured owner in the NBA from 1981. There is nobody in the NBA that has owned a team longer than this man. I didn't know that. Wow. Adam Silver said, I've known him for 20 years. 
And, 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 and so, let's also back. Let's realize this again. This is not the first time we've ever heard of of his ignorance. This is not just something that just popped up out the blue. This is not something that we just got hit upside the head with a brick and just all of a sudden realized, oh, this guy, he's really not that nice of a guy. No, there's a documented history, a documented history. So when, when, when are we going to say uh, enough is enough? You know, after we've gotten beaten up the fifth time, the sixth time, the seventh time, enough is enough. No, but listen, I, what I'm, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. I do believe, I, I thought that the ruling on what, uh, on on him being terminated from the NBA, I thought that was good. You know, I thought it had to be done, especially you know because of his private uh, conversation coming to public. And you know, you just can't you can't feel that way about a black league. You know, when when it's get when it get out in the open, you got to do something about it. I'm not saying they didn't handle it right, but all I'm saying is I was hoping somebody different stance, especially as a black man, because everybody are expecting black people to get offended, to lash out, to retaliate, to be hurt, to be offended. And I was hoping there would be one person who would, would, would take grace from Christ to say, listen, I forgive him up front. I love him. I won't speak ill of him. He's not the first man that's made a racist comment. He won't be the last one. And, you know, I, I, I forgive him. I love him. And I, I pray he'll change. I pray he'll change his views. Let, let, let me jump in, though. There's only been one person so far out of this three-day time period, and it just occurred today, that's actually apologized, and that was the commissioner. Nobody's heard Sterling apologize for anything. All we've heard him say is he's not going to take it laying down. He didn't apologize to Magic. He didn't apologize to his players. He didn't apologize to his coach. He hasn't apologized to anybody. Quite frankly, would you believe him if he apologized? He got to apologize first. That's what he got to do. Would you believe him if he apologized? This is how this man feels, and he feels this way on the inside. Would you believe him if he said, I'm sorry? Would anybody believe him? Nobody would. Probably not, but 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 I am not I am not of the character of you, Saint, that I could at this point in time forgive him for harboring that much hate for me being a black man. I can't do it. Maybe in a week, maybe in a month, maybe at some point, absolutely. Um, but to just do it immediate as a first reaction, can't do it. You know, and and, 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 and that's where that's why but that's why we're man. We're not Christ. You know, I mean, there's just certain things that we can strive for, but I can't do it. The fact that you can do it, I, I admire you, man. I really do, brother. I mean, I, and I'm not trying to be sarcastic. My brother's on the line, knows me as well as anybody. He'll tell you, I'm being sincere. I admire you for that position and would strive to one day have that, that level of character that you are demonstrating. I can't get there. My first reaction is the players and the families of those players that were hurt. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, at what point do you draw the line? Jerry Sandusky, Penn state is your immediate reaction is to say, I love him and and forgive him. Or do you think about the family? But or do you think about all of the kids that he hurt and the families? It, it, I, I can't get past that to forgive him for all of those indiscretions. I can't do it. And the fact that you can, congrats, hey amen. I'm happy for you, but I can't do it, man. There's too many people that got hurt. And same thing with this, man. There's too many people that got hurt. 
You know, these guys are sitting home now with their families trying to figure out what they're going to do. This real for them. Let me ask you this, though. And, man, you, can, you all of y'all could kind of get mad at me if I go, if I take this role, but I just want to, I, I want to have this discussion because I haven't been able to have this discussion with nobody. But do you think that people, if you listen to the conversation, I've listened to it a few times, do you think there might be a, a tad bit overreacting? To me, this is what it felt like to me. Even though his views are wrong, they're, they're prejudices, they're prejudiced. But it felt like he he almost didn't even like what he was saying to the girl. He almost he didn't even like who he was at the time. He was trying to hold back off of it. Because and the it girl was nothing he was Wait, wait, wait. And because the girl, the girl is half black. And, he, and he's 80 years old, and he knew that this was ending the relationship, and he wasn't going to get no more punani. That's what you heard. In <laughs> he was, come on, man. That's he's a billionaire. He could have hit that any time. That's what <laughs> he's a billionaire. He realized he wasn't getting no more nana and said, oh, my God, you're half black? Damn. That's what you heard in his voice. That's what no, you he heard. knew she was half black. I can do. I can appreciate your your want. Your, I can appreciate. I can appreciate your Christian point of view. But for me, even even as a Christian, it's for the simple fact that I just like to see justice done. Oh, I'm with so you on that. And can I I'm can sorry. I can I forgive him? Can I move past? I'm already past it, but I want to see justice done as a whole. Because these guys work hard to get to the NBA. They work hard to stay in the NBA, you know. And, I mean, you, you saw the movie Glory. You saw, you, know I mean? you, you saw other movies that where it was hard for black people to get into major sports. And we finally yes. make it then. And now we, we pretty much, we, we 80% of the sport, 80% of NFL. And for someone to have that point of view who owns a team, Regardless of how much you want a person to have forgiveness in their heart, I mean, like T said, that hurts them. But for me, even from a Christian point of view, I just want to see justice done. You sit here and read books in the Old Testament and seen and seen the evil that men did. You wanted justice done. Absolutely. Now, listen, I... forgiveness. You simply wanted justice done. So it's not so much as man on somebody forgive and pray to them. We can pray for them all day, but let's see justice done. Let's see the right thing be done and the right and, and, and things be done in a manner that uh, gets some kind of closure to the situation so that the guys me, can move on and play the game that they love and live their life. Let me say this. I'm totally for justice. I'm on the justice side. If I was the commissioner of, of the NBA, I would have did the same. But I thought they handled it great. I'm for justice. I'm for evil doings getting punishment. I'm for that. Okay, so don't get me wrong about that. All right, I, I believe if you do a crime, the law should punish you. I'm for that. That's biblical. I'm just saying, as, as for a person, especially my position. But if I was a Clippers player or somebody who couldn't bring, I'm not in the place of. Uh, to bring down judgment on that on his position, that I would have liked to see somebody. Any, I mean, even if you wasn't a Clippers player, I would have liked to see somebody represent Christ in the matter, especially as a black man, especially as somebody of color who could say, "I love you." 
because what the whole world is expecting of black people, they're expecting black people to be offended. They're expecting them to lash out, to cuss them out, to have all these emotions. And nobody's expecting somebody to say, man, I forgive them. But, but I just because they didn't, just because they didn't forgive him unconditionally up front, like you're suggesting, doesn't mean that they're not, they're not seeking their God in their way and handling it whatever way they see fit. Everybody has their way of honoring God. And, you know, there could be some behind the scenes discussions where people are saying, you know, I feel sorry for him. I feel bad for him. I, I, I'm praying for him. I'm hoping for him. But publicly, this is a business. Publicly, there are major ramifications to the things you say in the media. Publicly, this man had to be reprimanded. This man had to be dealt with. It is not the time publicly to come out and say, I love him and I forgive him. I'm sorry, it's not the time. There are millions and millions of dollars in line here that, that matter to these players. This is what they do. They play basketball on an average of six years. That's the average you know, you hear about 10 and 12 years, but the average career is only six years. So they have a very short window to maximize their earning power. That's all they got. And this guy is interfering with these players' careers with his attitude and the fact that he decided to take this position. And instead of coming out, you want to talk about forgiveness, instead of coming out and making a statement right away, saying anything that could have given us a different viewpoint. He did nothing. He was asked by the commissioner, is this your voice? Yes, it is. That's all he had to say. He didn't even say it was taken out of context. He didn't, nothing. So he don't even give a, he don't give a crap about his own team, his own players. Don't give two craps about them. I don't expect them publicly to come out and support him. It's, it's not going to happen. And frankly, I'm sorry. He don't deserve it. He deserves everything he got. Now, after we get through all of this, you want to take him somewhere and give him some help? Hey, I'm with you, brother. But right now, it's time to kick some butt. And that's but what's see, that's going the on. Whole, that's the, but that's the whole Christian point. Just think if you get everything you deserve for what you've done wrong. That's what I'm saying. Hey, and, when you've and, and, been and, forgiven, forgiven is required of you. And I've well, been forgiven more than anybody on this earth. And that's your opinion, you and know, I respect I, mercy. I, I respect your opinion. I just don't agree with you. I respect your opinion. There are times that you forgive, and there are times that there are punishments. I, I, I'm sure I've been forgiven, and I know I've been punished. And you know what? <laughs> I, take, I take the punishment like a man. Trust me. And that's what he needs well, to do. <laughs> It's, funny, want, ahead, it's funny that you make that statement to say just think if you'd have gotten everything that that you deserve for the things that you do. Because, you know, like Jay said, this is not new for this guy. This and has been years big. and years. And in my opinion, he didn't get everything that he deserved for what he's done. He's used money to wiggle his way out of all this other situation. Dude, the Preach. LA NAACP, the one organization that's supposed <laughs> to, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, They're supposed uh, to police represent, That's supposed right. to represent the black people. Gave him a lifelong award. Are you serious? And was about to be one. One. Really? That's uh, it was about to be number two. Yep. And it's going to do it again. Regardless yeah, of what it all has happened in the past, 
And you're talking about him receiving everything that he deserved? No, let he me tell didn't. You let me live. Let me live. Let me be uh, 37, 35 years of bigotry and racism that's documented from 1981 to now, okay? Including a discrimination suit settled by the Department of Justice for almost $3 million. And yet, I'm still a multimillionaire owning an NBA team. If that's getting what you deserve, I sign up for that line. Give me what I deserve. <laughs> I'm not seeing – I kind of flipped to saying I'm saying that he's getting no, all I the punishment he deserves. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying, and I appreciate what you're saying. I just, I just think that while, while you have a very specific position on Christianity, um, I will remind you, I will remind you that not everyone was forgiven unequivocally. The devil was thrown out of heaven. There was no forgiveness there. And dare I say – that's the president that that's the precedent that I'm going to refer to. This is a situation where this guy's getting thrown out of the NBA. We can forgive him later, but he's getting thrown out of the NBA. But what do you you still felt some kind of way? To you didn't go off to say, but you still felt some kind of way. My question was, my question is still I'm very much into due process and I think every man is innocent till proven guilty and I believed in OJ's innocence even though people still think he did it. I believed in Michael Vick in the beginning. I believe in Aaron Hernandez now because you still don't have, you know, the man hasn't gone through the court process. I believe that you are innocent till proven guilty. Due process. There are laws, there are procedures, and that's what I believe in. And if you don't want to live in this country by these laws, Go live somewhere else. My question is, and will still remain until I get a clear answer, is while I don't like what he said, I respect any man's right in the privacy of his own home to have any position he wants. And that's, that was my point. Any position you want in the privacy of your own, you're not hurting me with your words in your home. It doesn't impact me. Now, the fact that it was recorded and released to me is immaterial. If he said it at a game, if he said it in the locker room, if he said it to a player, if he said it in his limo, that's a different ballgame now. But you're home. You can't say what you want in your own home. That's my only point. Jason and Train kind of said, well, Train said, I don't care. Jason said, hey, he's got a history of this. Good points. Train don't care. Jason said he got a history. I'm saying, though, from a legal standpoint, I have to pose that question still. And when this goes to court, what's going to happen? Let me bring this other caller in that's been waiting to get on the line. <clears throat> We've got a 717, uh, that's 717 area code. Welcome to the Madden Voice. Hey, guys. Joe in Pittsburgh. How's it going? Good, Joe. How are uh, you? Pretty good. Good. Hey, two points. Two points. Um, first of all, the one I just heard, I don't believe in due process I don't believe in the United States court system at all. I believe George Zimmerman's guilty. I believe O.J. Simpson's guilty. It's not a racial issue to me at all. I think our court system is an absolute joke right now. Um, Why do you live here? When, Why do you live well, here? It's all we got. You can move. It's, it's all we got, but sometimes when you look at a case like, like George Zimmerman or O.J., you know someone's guilty and I don't care if people lawyer up and try to, you know, come up with some, you know, great story or whatever. You just know as a human being through common sense that sometimes 
it's overwhelming and people get off on technicalities. So I don't believe in our court system at all. Um, at one still point, here 20 in this years country, ago. But you're still here in this country governed by our, our system of jurisprudence, but you don't believe in it, but you haven't moved to Canada or anywhere else. So you could well, very well be part of this same court system that you don't believe in. Let me put it to you this way. If I had the means to leave, uh, my wife is from the Philippines. Um, if I had nice. financially at this point, I would move out of the country. Okay. Um, I don't believe in our country. I think in the last 30 years, it's gone to hell, and it isn't going to get good you anytime soon. You should definitely move with that position. Absolutely, you um, should move. Second point, guys. Um, as far as the, the you know the Sterling um, Adam Silver decision, I think I agree with it. First of all, I believe Sterling should be banned for life, but I think Adam Silver is getting a little too much credit for the simple reason: when I first heard the news, I knew this was going to happen anyway. There's no way that Sterling was going to be in the league. So, for Adam Silver to put out this decision. It's something that was obvious that was going to happen anyway. How was it? Wait a minute. How was it obvious? There's not a president like this in the NBA. Matter of fact, most of the educated people thought that he would get a suspension for a year. No. No one one predicted this. With social media the way it is today, um, you cannot say something like this and still be an owner in a league. Joe, um, I want I, I want I want you to I want you to tell me what the Powerball m- numbers are going to be because you know Zimmerman is guilty because <laughs> you were there. You know OJ did it because you were there, and now you knew Silver was going to ban him for life. Where all the NBA pundits were thinking a year. <laughs> Everybody, I, I don't get how you knew he was going to get a lifetime ban. How could he come back? You're telling me how, how could he ever come back? You you know the he hasn't gone backlash. anywhere. He's been he's been an owner for 33 years. What do you mean? He hasn't gone yeah, anywhere. I don't think you're you. Uh, I think you're underestimating the po- power of social media. What it's become now, it, it's it's, a, its own it's its own entity. It's so powerful now. Um, when you say something like this, it just there's no way in hell that you can come back from it. I, I'm sorry. Um, I'll throw another prediction out there since I'm throwing them out here tonight. Within two <laughs> months, within two mat two months, Magic Johnson. Um, and another ownership group, probably with the you know Dodgers, Magic Johnson will be a part owner of the LA Clippers. I'll guarantee it on your show right here, right now. Um, that's a, that's such a bold prediction. <laughs> we already know Magic is an LA guy. We already know he's not going back to be an owner in the in the Lakers. Um, it's not a big prediction that Magic may not uh, be put in a position to own the Clippers. Assuming first, I don't think it'll be a couple of months because I think Sterling's going to fight, um, and and Sterling's got deep pockets, so he could he can drag this out for a year. Um, but that that's not a that's 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 not well, that bold of a one? prediction. How about this one? The Wizards are knocking off the Heat in the second round. In the sixth game. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jay. No, I was saying if, if you can give me them Powerball numbers, that'd be great. I got bills to pay. Let's, let's focus on that one. Yeah, I'm serious. I think we got a better chance <laughs> no. of you giving us the Powerball numbers than the Wizards knocking off the Heat in the second round. But anyway. Uh-huh. I was going to say I'm, I'm pretty much with T on the – only expected a lifetime ban because that lifetime ban was not a, not an expectation. We're talking about lifetime versus indefinite because he could have he could have easily said we're going to ban him indefinitely 
and then it was left in the air of when he may return, maybe one, maybe two, maybe five years. But no one expected the commission to come out and say, this guy will not be associated with the NBA. Here's, here's when I knew it, guys. I knew at the exact time LeBron James made the comments that he made um, when he found out. The second LeBron James said that, the face of the NBA, you know, the best player in the world, said what he said, LeBron James, that he cannot be in the league again. He wasn't coming back. I knew it at that point. End of story for me. Well, I, I will have to. I will have to. Like LeBron's statements didn't even make news compared to Michael Jordan's statements. You're talking I mean, the best look, player yeah. in, the, in the history of the game and now another owner. Those comments may have pushed things along, not, not LeBron. Go ahead, Jay. Well, yeah, what I'm going to say is, is this. Regardless of who said what, nobody knew what the bylaws were with the NBA and, and the agreement. Nobody knew that. So until that broke out, nobody knew exactly what was going to happen. And as far as what I heard, a lot of the folks that are experts in this field were surprised at the strength of the actual bylaws that the NBA had to begin with, which is why people were so surprised that Silver had the power to kick him out of the league, not indefinitely, but for good, because of those bylaws that are in the uh, NBA structure. That's how everybody was, was able to find out, but not until. And the other thing I think to keep in mind is what's also unprecedented is the investigation was done in three days. No one expected that he would come out in three days with a final ruling. Everyone expected that there would be something done and then they'd have to continue their due diligence. This was completely caught everyone off guard. That I'll, tell you why, I'll tell you why it didn't surprise me, guys. Did you guys see the report that the players, all the series uh, tonight, the players weren't going to play if Sterling was um, wasn't banished? You know, when, when you get when you get series, if, if, you know, you're going to go have a Tuesday night here where there's no NBA games because the players refuse to play. It doesn't surprise me at all how quickly it happened. I'm sure there was talk probably yesterday or the day before with these players in teams that they're not going to play. So that makes the decision easy. I, I don't get how so, there was any doubt see. this was ever going to. All right. So who's the number one draft pick in the NFL, and who, who, who's, who's going number one? You, you, I mean, I understand where you guys, you think I'm just throwing <laughs> stuff and in, in, in sticking to the wall here or something. Well, but, I, I, um, I, you know, I think it's a little Monday morning quarterbacking. I think it's easy to come on now and say, I knew, I knew, I knew. But, I, 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 I mean, if you did, God bless you. But I got to tell you, I, you know, people that have been doing this longer than I've been doing it, longer than all of us have been even watching the game. And I listened to every – I caught every show, um, and nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. That's all I'm saying. So if you knew, then, hey, I want the Powerball numbers, and I want to know, is Clowney going number one? Is Mansell going number one? I want to know because I can, I can put a bet in real quick and make some money off of predicting the first first pick. <laughs> well, it's, it's obvious. I mean, isn't it obvious Clowney's going number one? you got a talent like that. The first and last guy, probably Lawrence Taylor, 25 years ago to come in the league with his talent. I don't care if people say he takes plays off or not. I mean, he's going no, number one. You think a team's actually going to pass on Clowney? I mean, that would just come back and haunt him for years. We'll see. I don't think it's obvious. 
I, I don't think it's obvious. But tune in next Tuesday to our draft show, and uh, we'll talk some more about it. Joe, thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. Can you guys keep me uh, off air so I can listen Absolutely. and keep listening? Absolutely. Take care. Well, that was funny. Um, hey, you know, we, you know, we, we, we respect all opinions and views on the Madden voice. Um, I, I will just say to you, Joe, that, that, you know, no one's forcing you to live in this country. If you don't like the country, like you said, you don't have the means. So that means you're subject to our rules and, and that means you're subject to our court system and it ain't perfect, but you know what? Uh, yeah, may want to look into the Philippines uh, uh, system of, of law. I happen to know a little bit about it before you start thinking moving there might be a, a solution. Yeah, may just want to look into it. Um, their system of jurisprudence. Just go ahead and check it out. But anyway, all right. Um, I think uh, the last topic I wanted to cover tonight uh, is one that hasn't really been in the news yet. But here in the Madden Voice, we always try to beat first take and all these other shows. But I'm going to go football now. This is our last uh, uh, topic of the night. I'm going to go football now, and I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to start with JB. And I'm going to ask JB his opinion. We now have a ruling on an owner in an NBA based on racism. Do you think that David Stern, I'm sorry, that uh, Roger Goodell it, it could possibly leverage this when dealing with Daniel Snyder and the Redskins and the whole issue of the name of the team, could this at some point resurface in the NFL based on what's going on right now? Sure. Uh, Of course. Uh, As a matter of fact, I I see that more as happening than not happening. I mean, you think about what's going on with Sterling, you translate that into the NFL with the whole uh, Washington uh, Redskins and, and why they're wanting to be changed into a different name and all the hoopla that's going into it. Yeah, there's definite parallels between the two, and I definitely can see him using this as leverage. No doubt. Dr. Train? Oh, am I still? Hopefully I'm not muted. Okay, I'm not nope. muted. No, um, you're not muted. <laughs> um, yes, I can possibly see it being used as leverage. Um, I don't see them uh, I don't see I don't fully see the parallels, as you say, because this is one man's opinion about a particular race versus another man trying to protect the name of a team that has been there for decades. So, but the parallel but is I, 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 I do. It, the parallel is simply this: there are there is a movement that thinks that the term "redskin" is racist and is offensive mm-hmm. to the American Indians, and mm-hmm. based on that position, could Roger Goodell at some point, if that movement continues, use the same type of power that Adam Silver has? On, Roger, on Dan Snyder and say, listen, this is an issue of race. If you are not willing to make a change of the name of your team, then we're going to, there's going to be some penalties here. You either change the name of your team I, or... I, 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 yeah, I, I think that would be possible. It would definitely have to be a much stronger movement than it has been currently because we've been getting a lot of mixed views. We've been getting, you know, 60-40, you know, 
not not anything that's over the top as what occurred, you know, just recently in the NBA. I agree with that. Listen, let me not let me not say that I think Daniel Snyder is racist, or or I don't I don't think we have any documentation or evidence that Daniel Snyder is racist. Um, I, I think Daniel Snyder is a businessman and he looks at branding and says, "My team is the Washington Redskins. This is what they've been branded, and you know they're one of the top money producing franchises in the world. I believe they are actually our number two in the world next to the Dallas Cowboys. Um, you know, I never lose a chance to throw out the Dallas Cowboys, but anyway, um, and he's thinking." I can't I can't make them the Washington Indians or the Washington Redcoats or, you know, I, I can't do that because that's a completely different brand. What am I going to lose? So I think for for Dan Snyder, it's 100 percent business. I don't think there's any ounce of him wanting to offend or thinking he's offending. But if the movement picks up steam, which I suspect may happen, do not. And, and I'm, I'm telling you. I have not heard this anywhere. Just my own thoughts. But don't be surprised if this week somebody doesn't bring this up on one of the talk shows. And y'all remember, you heard it here on the Madden Voice First. There's going to be a connection. Something's going to trigger something. Yep. And, and, we, and we will hear this again down the road. I promise yep. you that. And, and, and let me throw my two cents in there, too. Um, and T, you, you touched on it, you know, the Redskins being the number two franchise out there in the world. And I think that's what has caused this to not uh, be a, a change already. I think that's why they're still called the Redskins right now. Let, let me remind you all, St. John's at one point was called St. John's Redmond. They had pressure placed upon them to change their name from Redmond to Red Storm. Now, granted, we're talking about a university, it's a much smaller scale, but it's the scale that causes the Redskins to not have to change their name right now. If we were talking about a smaller market team, there would been a whole, whole lot more pressure, and they probably would have already changed the name by now. So let's just keep in mind, there is some sort of precedent already set in changing a name because they don't want to offend a certain group of people. Very excellent point. I forgot about that. The days of Willie Glass and Walter Berry. Um, yep, I... I uh, Chris Mullen, absolutely. Um, um, Jay, did you see the requiem for the big for the Big East on uh, uh, ESPN? Oh, unfortunately, I missed it. Oh, you gotta watch it, bro. You gotta watch it. I mean, you, trust me, man. It'll it'll. I mean, it, it had uh, Pearl Washington and Patrick Ewing and all these guys back from the glory days of the Big East, man, and and a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we didn't know. Um, so yeah, you got you. you I, I promise you, you will enjoy it. I promise you, you will enjoy it. Do, do me a favor and text me that so I don't forget. Because you know, we're from Connecticut, the Big East—that's what we know. That's what we are. So yeah, send yep, me a text. Yep. Make sure I don't forget it. All right, cool, cool. All right, Doctor Train. Any final thoughts? We went. I actually only thought we'd be on for an hour, but. Um, we went on a little longer. Saint has some interesting thoughts. Uh, uh, Joe from Pittsburgh. <laughs> Woo! Um, so, hey, good good show. But any final thoughts, Dr. Train? Well, you know, just the one thing that, that, that I didn't get to say, I was, that, you know, me and Monica were discussing, but, you know, a lot of the announcers, you know, a lot of the, uh, the black analysts and reporters come out and said, you know, Adam Silver, you know, he, he you know, we're giving a whole lot of credit for doing something, and their whole complaint was, well, why did it take so long? And my thinking is simple. 
you know, maybe you maybe they're saving this for the NBA, but Adam Silver just became commissioner 80-something days ago. And when you look at the track record of Sterling and the other things that occurred, everything got settled. You know what I'm saying? And nothing was as egregious as it was now. Yeah, it was a discrimination, but when you settle, it almost pushes it under the rug, if you if you understand what I'm saying. And like mm-hmm. like like little big brother Jay said earlier, you know, this was just a straw to break the camel back. There's just there's something there was something big that needed to happen and this and this came along. But to come out and just say, Oh, why didn't it happen sooner? Well for me, I'm just not finding out this dude past this point of view. I didn't know about it. Maybe others knew about it. But I had no clue. And so, if if it if it was if it bothered you that much, why didn't you keep reporting on it for years and years and years at a time? Because mm. people Good came point. out with their report and then they stopped reporting. Right, right. So evidently, you was okay with it being pushed under the rug, also. But now, is you saying whether well, it's something that needed to be done way before? No, it occurred like it occurred because. It needed to occur this way. It wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been as simple to get him out if it didn't occur this way. Let me uh, grab this last call. This number looks familiar. Uh, Four two three area code. Welcome to the Madden Voice. How you guys doing? This is uh, Brian from Chattanooga. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Welcome My back. man, Brian. Man, what's up, dude? Man, hey, what's locked. going on, man? Um, I, I was gonna add that uh, that uh, in regards to the whole uh, situation that um, if you take um, European, well, I won't say European because it's not like this throughout Europe, but uh, take English uh, soccer, for instance. Uh, there was an incident where on the field a player was accused of racially abusing another player, and they didn't. They didn't specifically say what he said, but the the equivalent of the NFL, the English FA, went and investigated. They said, "Okay, you know what? We're suspending you for eight games, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna find you forty grand." Well, that eight game that guy gets paid what a hundred and fifty thousand euros or something a game. So that's that's eight games that he's not getting paid one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. That guy thinks about that the next time. <laughs> but they've even got like, say, for instance, uh, they they've got video cameras and stuff set up in the stadiums. And there was a guy last year who was uh, caught doing um, monkey chants at a player on the field. They went back. They said, hey, there was somebody from this section. They looked back at the cameras. They saw the guy standing up there with his little bananas, you know, hooping and hollering. They arrested that guy and put him in jail. And I kind of look at how they handle some of their situations and compare it to what happens here, and you can see a big there, – there's a difference because there they, they've, they've – they've, uh, They've actually gone that there was a guy um guy from uh Uruguay, a guy from England, a white guy from England, and there was a black player this year who did a uh anti Semitic salute on the field and they said the team ended up saying, You know what, we're paying you a lot of money, we're out of your contract. You you're gone, buddy. And it probably takes here, it would take the NFL and the NBA 
to, and, and granted, you know, silver set of precedents, but it would take the organizations here to take measures similar to what they do in, in English football, English soccer, in order for people to start, you know, maybe start looking at it in a, in a different light, taking it serious now. Hmm. Okay. Interesting point. We know Appreciate it. Lot. Appreciate your position. Very interesting. I, I will say this, and I just thought of this. You know, I think the other thing they really should have figured out a way to do, um, I don't know if they have the power to do it or not, but, you know, this guy's still making money off this team. You find him $2.5 million, I mean, that's great, but he's still making money. You know, just as NBA players get fined, why can't an owner, um, instead of getting fined, why can't they say any profits, you know, we're going to check your balance sheet and, you know, uh, you 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 can have money to pay your payroll and pay your bills, but we're gonna niche your profits for the next thirty days, sixty days, ninety days. Now let's hit the billionaire in his pockets, you know. Or if he's paying himself a salary, which I don't know in, if he is or isn't, but why in not? In the uh, in the uh, English Association, they'll 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 hit you in your pockets. And I, I was actually doing a little you know a little research, looking around. I was like, wait a minute, they actually. Wait a minute. They they said that that millionaire he's not getting paid. Like it's not like he's getting fined, you know, a million dollars. No, that guy just lost like five, ten million. Wait a minute. Are they serious? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. You know, good. it's it's not heard of here. So you know, right. it, it'd be nice to hit the people in the in the pockets. Right. I agree. I agree. All right, we're about to wrap up the show, man, but appreciate the comments. Yeah, man, y'all have a good one. All right, you too, brother. All right, take, take care. Yeah, man. All right. JB, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Um, just to go a little bit on what Train was saying, you had mentioned before about why it took so long, and, and part of my opening statement was shame on the NBA, and, and the owners knew about this all along, and, and it's a shame it took the audio to be the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back. I'm glad that it occurred, but this still should have happened a long time ago. Uh, as far as my final thoughts go, it, it doesn't matter if it's the NBA or I even heard some folks say, well, what if this was uh, in itself? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a, a league where it's predominantly black or minority are, are, are black. It doesn't matter. There's no place in it nowhere. Uh, and my second point is, let's flip it around. Let's say there was a black owner talking about a white player. Would I feel the same way? Yes, I would. It's no different. I still wouldn't go for it. I still wouldn't buy it. Uh, the NBA now stands for no bigotry allowed, and I'm all for it. 